0: Sports Talk Chicago, John Zaglua here with you. Appreciate everybody tuning in on this fine evening, listening with us. We appreciate it. 1230 AM, WJOB, 92.9, Cities FM, ACTV, and Jet TV, our great TV partners. Uh, You can follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Follow me personally at John C. Sports. John Meadows is manning the ship behind the scenes, making sure everything looks and sounds okay. Boy, what's going on with the Cubs? You know, just a couple of weeks ago, I made a video praising the heck out of them because they look great, and they were what, 10, 15 games above 500. They were playing hot baseball; guys were performing. But for some reason, over the past couple of weeks, things have gotten pretty dicey pretty quickly, and it's a bit concerning. I made my video last week bashing the Cubs for their losing streak. I'm not going to sit here and kill them again, but. I'm honestly concerned about where they stand moving forward. The Cubs a couple of weeks ago were pure locks for the playoffs, and they were three games out of the division lead from Milwaukee. They were right in the thick of it as things move forward. But as we sit here today, the Cubs are 79 and 72, Brewers of 85 wins, and they are not going to reach that division title. I wouldn't say that's a failure per se. I mean, the Cubs weren't going to be great this year anyway. We didn't expect them to be where they are in this moment. But it is a bit disappointing that at one point they were contending for the division lead, and now they're pretty much out of it with limited games to go. So what's left? Well, the wild card spots. Three teams make the playoffs this year. Philadelphia and Arizona are up there. The Cubs are right there. And then, let's see, four teams are within five games. Miami's a half game back. And Cincinnati's one and a half back. Even San Francisco, who's five hundred, is three and a half back. What went wrong? What happened? And why are the Cubs collapsing at this sort of rate? Even their playoff odds are at sixty-three percent. A couple of weeks ago, they were at like eighty-nine, ninety. This is a staunch and surprising and difficult collapse to see and deal with for this team. I didn't expect this to occur. Cubs are three and seven in their last ten. They got their butts kicked out west at Colorado and Arizona. They beat the Pirates 14-1, to but they've got to turn on the Jets and turn them on now. Or else they're going to miss the playoffs. They're going to miss out on what has been, for the most part, a really successful year. I mean, a really great season that they should be proud of heading into the offseason. I mean, for a team that really had no expectations, for a team that was kind of mishmash and somewhat put together, I mean, you think about it, Cody Bellinger was a one-year rentals. You know, maybe he'll do well. Dylan, um, I'm sorry, uh, Dansby Swanson, not Dylan Cease, the Cubs traded him. Dansby Swanson was a big signing that turned out great. Justin Steele was heavily relied upon. Ian Hap, maybe he'd do okay. I mean, even Mike Talkman, even down to the road of Albert Azalei, who's turned into a great closer, all of these guys who are performing are really performing at some of their bests, and the Cubs are where they are because guys have gone above and beyond where they should be. They've gone above and beyond what their expectations were, and that's what I appreciate about them. I mean, Justin Steele—he may not win the MVP or the uh, Cy Young award now. Blake Snell's kind of trampled him. Regards to that, but guess what? I'll take 16 and 4 with a 2.73 ERA, although he got beat up in his last start. Marcus Stroman's going to be back and used out of the bullpen. Kyle Hendricks has been right on par for where he should be. Albert Azalea is hurt, but as far as hitting goes, Morrell's still hitting homers. Say Suzuki's been on a tear. Bellinger's still great, and Ian Happ's all right. So what's been the problem? Well, the Cubs have a problem in terms of depth. And that's going to hurt them come stretch time and come playoff time. And it's hurting them now come stretch time. We have seen what has occurred to the Cubs when they run out of players and guys get hurt down the stretch. They're starting rotation even. Kyle Hendricks and Justin Steele are going to be the only guys on this team who pretty much start every game and are effective. Jamison Tyone, big investment, 527 ERA, 27 stars. Drew Smiley, relegated to bullpen work. Marcus Stroman off the I.L., relegated to bullpen work. Javier Assad has been good in the time that he's been given, but he hasn't been a full-time starter. Hayden Wisniewski's been a disappointment. Jordan Wicks has been good. The point is, the Cubs, as far as depth go, don't have a hardcore one through five in the rotation. That's going to hurt them come stretch time, and it's going to hurt them come playoff time. But Azalei's hurt. Azulay's hurt, and he's on the eye gal. He's been good when he's been healthy, but he's out. Cubs have been having to re- rely on uh, Julian Merriweather, Mark Leiter Jr., Michael Fulmer when healthy to shut the door late, and that hasn't been perfect. It's not your guy. It's going to be tough. And even on the field, some guys have just kind of fallen off a bit. Nick Madrigal got hurt, which kind of sucks. Bellinger's cooled off a tad. Happ and Suzuki the same. Horner's been good. And Gomes has been fine. The Cubs' ability to go above and beyond, which is what we saw in the midpoint of this season, really, when they, when they got hot, has gone away a bit. not going to chalk it up to, oh, they don't care, or, oh, they just are not good or not effective. But I'm going to chalk that up to a combination of some unfortunate events. Injuries, lack of depth, and general fatigue and tiredness. This is not an established dynasty or dynastic organization. This is not the Dodgers, who just have money to spend galore, have players everywhere, minors, majors. I mean, Jason Hayward's playing well with them. Where the hell was that here in Chicago? Everybody's playing well, and everybody's doing good. And when somebody goes down, somebody else comes up. And if they don't have somebody down there, they go out and sign somebody like they don't care, or they trade for somebody. The Cubs are not that organization. And the Cubs as a team don't have that talent pool. They are doing this all, for the most part, homegrown, which I love. Nico Horner, Hap, Suzuki, morell Elzelay, Steele, Hendricks, who's still there, Javier Assad, Daniel Palencia, who has not been effective, but they're trying with him. Jordan Wicks. This team is so set up For the future, it's not even funny. They're set up so well for the future. There's an excitement around this team down the road, and Cubs fans should be excited no matter how this season ends. They deserve to be blasted a bit if they really collapse, don't make the playoffs, and end maybe a game under 500 with where they were versus where they end. That's unfortunate. That would be sad. But overall, this team is so young, so new, mixed with a couple of big-time money guys, but mainly younger guys that they developed. There's a lot of growth potential for this team. There's a lot of stuff that could be coming for this team. And that's the part that gets me excited. That's the part that I love. They've looked great this year for the most part, besides these past couple of weeks. And guys have outperformed what they were expected to do. I mean, Cody Bellinger, when he came in, was hitting a buck 90 last year. Nobody expected him to come in and be kind of back to his MVP self to an extent. Nobody expected Christopher Morrell to kind of hop out of the scene and hit 23 homers in 99 games. That's a very hot bat when it comes to power. Nobody expected Nico Horner to continue his hitting, or Dansby Swanson to hit 21 homers and bring in 80 runs. And nobody, and really nobody, expected Justin Steele to be a runner-up for the Cy Young, and Edward Azalea to come from the depths of being a bust to become the Cubs' full-time closer. I am especially proud of him because I bashed the hell out of him, deservedly so, for his lack of performance, his ineffectiveness, in the starting rotation. He looks great. This is, this is what he was born to do. He was not born to be a starter. He should have never been forced to be a starter. He's electric. He is high energy. If you put him in, in the ninth inning, you're going to be ready for a great performance. You're going to be on the edge of your seat no matter what happens. Throws the ball with intensity, with with speed, 100-plus miles per hour. And he's converted on 22 saves, and his ERA plus is 166. He is not a bad closer. The Cubs actually have a closer that they could build off of going into the next year. They don't need to sign anybody. They have their guy here, and I hope they stay with him. Now, if they want to make a World Series one, run, or they kind of do the a uh, roll dischampment thing, they, they bring somebody in mid-year and kind of relegate Hector Rondon, or a.k.a. now Adbert different story, but... Overall, I think Azalei will do the Cubs the job that they need next year and beyond. There have been a lot of positives, a lot of things that have kind of come up that weren't expected, a lot of discoveries made this season that were not initially there, game one on paper, that have turned into pleasant surprises. Anybody expect Nico Horner to lead the Cubs in war? I didn't. Yeah, 4.9 better than Dansby Swanson and even Cody Bellinger and Justin Steele. Didn't expect that. Didn't expect Cody Bellinger to be who he was. I don't know if the Cubs are going to resign him. I don't think they should, but he's been great for this year. Christopher Morrell is a power hitting fiend out there. Say, a Suzuki's hitting 280 with a high on base percentage for his average. Even Mike Talkman, fourth outfielder off the bench, has put up nice numbers in limited time. Patrick Wisdom, too, 21 home runs in a non-everyday role. The Cubs started this year, if you remember, with Eric Hosmer, which we bashed, Trey Mancini, <laughs> even Matt Mervis, who turned out to be kind of a bust, Michael Fulmer, who was the closer day one, not anymore. He sucks in that role. A lot of guys who were penciled into specific positions are not there anymore, and this team is is better. They're better because of that happening. Marcus Stroman's out of the bullpen now. Drew Smiley's out of the bullpen. Jordan Wicks, who many people hadn't heard of, came up and has done great in five starts. Javier Saad is going back into the rotation. There's been a lot of good work. There's been a lot of surprises. There have been some disappointments, too. But all in all, this team is set up for the future. I want them to make the playoffs just as much as the next person does. And if they don't make it, we are going to have to do a video. Sorry, we're going to have to do a video to bash them and a show to bash them because they were up 10 to 15 games above five hundred. Now they're just 7 or 8. And now they're only a half game up for that last spot. It would be a seismic collapse. That said, from an individual perspective, even from the way the team handled adversity, moved guys into positions that they really weren't familiar or comfortable with, and handled this season, which was weird at the outset. I think they've done a phenomenal job. It was weird, wasn't it? But when you saw the news that the Cubs signed Cody Bellinger and Eric Hosmer and Trey Mancini... They brought in Dansby Swanson, which was exciting, but all those three was kind of like, what is going on here? What the hell is happening down at Wrigley? Well, a couple of those guys didn't work out, but Cody Bellinger did. Cody Bellinger really worked out. Kyle Hendricks, who was ineffective for years, has come back and has been serviceable, passable. Justin Steele has been unbelievable. Nobody expected any of this to occur and although there are some harsh Cubs fans who said they should have made the playoffs, they should be in there, they were not expected this year to make the playoffs. I said 81-81, and 81, and that was right. Even Pocota agreed, and a lot of other experts agreed too. If you were actually thinking, game one, this team's a playoff team and they should make it, and if they don't, Jed Hoyer should be fired, you're dumb. No, they 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 did not have the roster capacity to get there. And even today, they're winning, they're even in this position because guys are consistently overperforming. Nico Horner should not be leading this team in war. He is this year, good for him. It's not going to happen every year. Justin Steele's not going to be a Cy Young Award candidate every year. Albert Azaleh was not expected to be anything this year. And now he's the closer. So many guys have stepped up, and that's why no matter what happens, we should celebrate. I just really hope they get in because a collapse of this proportion would be extremely unfortunate for the Cubs. See what they do, though. Time to go, and we're going to make sure we cover them till the end. I know it's Bears season. I know it's Bears season, but the Cubs are in the midst of a, really a historic playoff run, considering the talent on this team and their expectations before the year. So we're going to make sure we cover the heck out of them, especially if they make the playoffs and move forward. We're going to be on them for sure, so stay tuned for that. Appreciate everybody tuning in to today's program. Big thank you to our affiliate Cities 92.9 and WJOB 1230 AM for airing us. We are syndicated. Hey, if your station wants to be syndicated with us, you can hit us up via email, sportstalkchicago1 at gmail.com. Fellow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago, myself at John Z Sports. Hit us up on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Give us a thumbs up at Sports Talk Chicago near the 19,000 subscriber mark. We could really use your help. Big thank you to Amish Country Farms, our sponsor. Hit them up in the link of this video description. And a big thank you, as always, to the man behind the scenes, behind the curtain, John Meadows, directing and producing, making sure everything works. Thank you all for tuning in. Looking forward to talking with you next week. Until next time, so long, everyone.